The great thing about being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules. You can do whatever you want to do. The challenge of being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules and you can do whatever you want to do. And the problem can be sometimes you don't know what to do. In fact, you may be making mistakes right now in your business and don't even know that you're making mistakes and you don't even know how they're hurting you. So here's what I did. I went and made a list of the 13 most common mistakes I see in entrepreneurs every single day, and I'm going to share them with you and how to fix them completely for free. All you had to do is go to workonmygame.com. That's workonmygame.com. Put your email address in on that page, and I'm going to share with you the top 13 mistakes entrepreneurs make, why they make them, and how to fix them all in one place. Just go to workonmygame.com. I will tell you how to fix the biggest mistakes you may be making in your business right now and are not even aware that you're making them, and we're going to fix them all in the same spot, and this will take you less than 40 minutes. Go to workonmygame.com right now and let's fix the problems that you may not even know that you have. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I send out a daily motivation text every single morning that is guaranteed to have you focused, sharp, and on point to start your day. And I promise you, you want to receive this message. All you have to do to join my text community is to text me at my number, 305-384-6894. Once you join, we'll tell you all your options for how often you can get texted by us and all of that. Just text me at the number, 305-384-6894 to get that daily motivation. Save the people who are willing to meet you at least halfway who want what you're offering. If they want what you're offering, they will show up to the call. They will come to the meeting. They will answer your emails. They will respond to your texts. They're not responding and they're not responsive to what you're offering. Guess what? They ain't interested. They ain't swimming towards your ladder. Let them drown. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach too. Hey you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game, DreOldJay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Are you tired of feeling like a human science experiment with that cabinet full of supplements of junk you're taking every day and don't even know what it is? You can't even pronounce half the stuff you're putting in your body. I know you know what I'm talking about. So say hello to AG1. This is a supplement that I take besides protein and water. The only other thing I take, your one-stop shop for all things health and vitality. It's like having a team of superheroes in a single bottle ready to rescue you from nutrient deficiencies and boost your overall well-being. That sounds good, right? Let me tell you what AG1 is. It's the ultimate multitasker, delivering a powerful blend of 75 vitamins, minerals, and other incredible ingredients all at once. It's like a nutrient-packed smoothie, but without the blender, without the mess, and without that questionable flavor combination that you had yesterday. With AG1, you'll get the nutrients you need without the taste bud turmoil. And any of you who's been taking a lot of stuff, you know what I'm talking about. But hold on, there's more. When you jump on the AG1 train today, you're going to get an epic offer. Here's the offer. Get a free one-year supply of vitamin D. That's the sunshine vitamin that keeps your immune system and bones in top shape. And that's not all. 
you're going to enjoy five free AG1 travel packs with your first shipment, ensuring that you stay on top of your health game even while you're on the go. And all you got to do is take a scoop of this stuff or one travel pack, eight ounces of water and your shaker bottle, which AG1 will give to you. So this is the simplest, easiest way to get nutrients for your body every single day. You don't need a blender. You don't need ice. You don't have to try random combinations. None of that garbage. Say goodbye to all of that. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first order. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Check it out and join the AG1 party for a healthier, happier you. Your taste buds and your body will thank you. You're now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is who to help and how to do so effectively. Before we get into this, let me remind everybody, I send out a text message every morning guaranteed to have you focused, sharp, and on point. One every Monday as well. Do the same thing for your week. My call it daily motivation, another one I call the Monday motivation. You can get these messages by texting me, joining my text community free of charge. My number is 305-384-6894. It is listed down below in the show notes. Secondly, work on your game university. That's the only place that I do any coaching. If anyone wants to work with me directly, that's the only place where it happens. All you got to do is go to work on your game university.com. That link is down below in the description. You can get on a call with us free of charge. We can talk about where you're at, where you want to go. If we feel like we can help you and we feel you'd be a good fit for what we are looking for, then we'll tell you how that works and we'll take it from there. Again, that link is work on your game university.com down below in the description getting into today's topic, which is who to help and how to do so effectively. Now, I think all of us like to be helpful and we all want to think of ourselves as helpful individuals. And if you understand how business works, you understand the only way you can earn any money is to help people because nobody will pay you if you're not doing something that is actually helping and serving them. So this is almost a, not even almost, but it is a requirement of being successful in businesses to help people. As Ziegler said, when you help other people get what they want, you get everything that you want. So today, let's talk about who you should seek to help and how to do so as effectively as possible. Because even though you may want to help the whole world, you want to be Mahatma Gandhi or Mother Teresa or Jesus and save everybody and help everybody. You can't help everybody. You don't have enough resources to do so. And you shouldn't help everybody because not everybody is eligible for the help that you want to offer. And I'll explain what that means here today. And there are four steps I'm going to share that all need to be a yes, as if you were turning through a combination lock. So you need all four of these to be a yes. Okay. Anyone you want to help, they need to be a yes to all four of these points I'm going to share here today. Everybody got that? Not one, not three, all four. Point number one, topic once again is who to help and how to do so effectively. Number one, people who need it. First prerequisite of helping anybody is they need to actually need what you can help them with. First step in identifying who you wish to help is identify people who need the help that you can offer and you can deliver an actual improvement of their circumstance. Now, this doesn't mean 
you can help them in theory because I hear from people often who claim that they can help me, but they have no proof that they can actually help me. It helps when you have social proof. Now, if you can help somebody in theory and you're just starting out, it's possible that you could actually be good. You may be good. You may be able to use them as a practice ground, but they might not be open to that because sometimes people want someone who has a little bit more experience. They're established in the game. All right. So if you have no proof of the fact that you can help someone, then it may be hard for them to agree that you can solve their need. Now, it doesn't mean that they don't have the need, but if you can't solve it, then you're not eligible to help. Or if they don't believe you are, then that's part of the game as well. All right. They got to actually believe it. And we'll get to that in a later point. But who can you actually help with something that they need an improvement for? In other words, do not offer help to someone who you cannot actually help. Do not promise what you can't deliver. Again, this should not be in theory. It needs to be something that you can actually do. So who actually needs the help that you can offer? Who has a problem that you can actually solve? And can you actually solve? Be clear on that, that you can actually solve a problem that you are coming to somebody. You come to someone and say, you have this problem. I can solve it. Don't lie, because if you can't solve it now, you just blew your opportunity of ever helping that person ever again or dealing with them ever again. And anyone in their circle is not going to deal with you either because they're going to badmouth you and tell everyone else how bad you were at delivering on your promise. See, sometimes your solving of a problem may simply be you connecting them from where they are to someone else who can solve their problem. It doesn't have to be you. Sometimes you can solve another person's problem by connecting them to someone who can solve their problem. And you were just the go between. You were the middleman. And there's value in being a middleman because we're in the collaboration era. We're in the era of relationships and connections. So sometimes you know somebody who another person needs to know, but you're the only one who knows both of them and you make the connection without that connection, then the problem never would have got solved. So there is value in that. And you can make money being that person. Social media makes a lot of money being that person. Now, how many of you found me through some social media platform? Had it not been for social media being the middleman between me and you, then you wouldn't know about me and I wouldn't know about you. So there is value in being a middleman. But if you know someone who knows something that the person who you're looking to help does not know, again, that makes you valuable in the process. So this is what we call, again, the middleman, the go-between, the connect. Some people call this person the plug. All right, this all means the same thing. You do not have to have all the answers, folks. If you know someone who has a need and you can see that they have a need, maybe you can just be the person who says, hey, how about you look this way? I remember there was a woman who reached out to me on Twitter back when it was Twitter. This is probably about 2009. She sent me a DM and she said, I see what you're doing online. I like what you have going on. Have you ever thought about using WordPress? Because at the time I had never used WordPress for my website. At the time I had an HTML based website. When I needed to update my website, write a new blog post, I would literally upload HTML on the back end of the website. This is how primitive my process was. But she reached out to me and said, yo, you should use WordPress since you like the blog and you like to write. And she was 100% correct. Now, did she do anything for me? No. Was she a programmer? No. But she knew about something I didn't know about, saw that I had a need. She gave me the information and that led to a me moving my website over to WordPress. It was a great suggestion that this woman gave me. All right. So sometimes you can just be the go between. You know what is the biggest thing that separates the high level performers from everyone else out there? It is not talent. It is not hard work. It is not resources. It is not knowledge. It is not skill. It is the fact that they have a process and a strategy for how to show up and give their best effort, even on the days when they don't feel like being at work. Has any of you ever had one of those days? Is any of you having one of those days right now? That day is called the third day. We put a label on it and we describe exactly what it is in my new book, 
called The Third Day, The Decision That Separates the Pros from the Amateurs. In this book, I will not only describe to you what the third day is, but I will help you create a formula for yourself for you to show up and give your best effort, even on those days when you don't even feel like going to work. In that book, you're going to become a professional and no longer be an amateur. I'll give you a free copy of it. As a matter of fact, all you have to do is cover the shipping. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Again, thirddaybook.com. Point number two, today's topic, once again, who to help and how to help them. Remember, you need all four of these to be a yes. So first of all, someone who actually needs what you can help them with. Number two, those who want it, need and want. You need both of these. They need to want your help. This is an extremely important point. One that is often missed by many people who are in your zeal to help others who you believe needs your help. You completely ignore the second point. Many of you fail at this. I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs every day and many entrepreneurs are they very much fail at this because many of you are so focused on your own myopic world and focused on what you want rather than what the person who you're looking to serve wants. You can only help people who want to be helped. If a person does not want to be helped, regardless of how much you believe they need it, you are wasting your time, attention, energy and every other resource trying to convince them that they should want something that they simply don't want. Do not waste time on this. This is a waste of time. This is not a bad use of time. It's a waste. It's a waste of attention. It's a waste of energy to try to help somebody who does not want to be helped or try to convince someone who doesn't want your help that they should want your help. Don't do this. Smart people do not make this mistake ever. Wise people never make this mistake. Effective and efficient people do not make this mistake. You know who makes this mistake? Foolish people who don't listen. They don't know how to take no for an answer. And yes, there is a time in life when you should take no for an answer. If someone does not want your help, you should take no for an answer. Doesn't mean you can't circle back six months later or a year later and and catch up and see, hey, maybe the situation has changed. But if they're telling you no, move on. And sometimes you want to help somebody who you believe has a need you can serve. They simply don't want it for whatever reason. Let me remind you all, only about 2% of the population is ambitious. As many of you are trying to help people with some high level accomplishment thing, only about 2% of people even want to achieve at a high level. Now, everybody talks about achieving at a high level. Only about 2% of people want to achieve at a high level. That's a, those are two different things. Want to means they are actively taking actions to get there. And or if presented with an opportunity to go to a high level, they would take the opportunity and run with it. Only about two out of every 100 people fits that description. So. When you're just talking to the average random person about something that you think they should want and they show you that they don't want it, take a hint and move on. Many of you use up a lot of your resources messing up on this second point. You will never convince someone of something that they don't want to be convinced of. Now, if you think you've convinced them, all you really did was get them to agree with you temporarily just so you could shut the hell up. So then they can go back and thinking what they want to think as soon as you go away. That's what you really did. As they say, a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Your resources just got wasted on someone who will not appreciate your investment. This is why unsolicited advice is usually worth exactly what it costs. Don't offer advice to someone who doesn't want it. I remember this had to be, let's see, I'm recording this in 2023. So this was probably 2018, 19 something like that, maybe 2017. I was speaking to my mother who lives in, most of my family lives in Philadelphia. And I have a cousin, a younger cousin, male cousin, 
who had decided he was going to get into the speaking world somehow, some way, I guess, motivational speaking, whatever it was he was going to do. So he went and got a venue. And this is all according to my mom's telling me the story. I was not privy to any of this happening, but my mom's telling me the story because she knew I was in the professional speaking world. So she's telling me how my younger cousin went and got a venue and he made an event and he invited a bunch of people, many of them, our family members to his event so he can go do his speaking thing. I guess this was his debut as a speaker. So a bunch of the family went to this event and I guess he had a bunch of other people there as well. I don't know. I've never seen video of this. If there was video, he goes and he does his speaking thing. He gives his presentation, whatever, whatever. And my mom is telling me that my grandmother, her mother, had my grandmother is a retired teacher. My grandmother taught in the Philadelphia school district for many years. And then my mom became an educator herself. And my sister's an educator as well. So they, they just pass it on down the line. I guess I got a little bit of it too, but I went a different route for giving my teachings like this right here. Anyway, my mom is telling me the story of how our grandmother, my cousin and I's grandmother had talked to my mom after she went to my cousin's event. And my grandma, being a seasoned presenter, she had done a good amount of public speaking, I guess you could say, as a teacher and whatever role she had back in her day. She had some pointers and some advice and some tips that she wanted to give to my younger cousin because she felt like he could be a more polished and probably a better public speaker than he was based on the presentation that he had given. And I bet she was probably 100% correct. I haven't heard my cousin give a public speech. I've seen a little bit of his stuff, but I would bet that she was probably right. He probably could have been better than he was, at least at the time. Again, I never saw the presentation. And my mom was telling me that she told my grandmother, well, mom, this is my mom talking to her mom. You should probably not just give that advice unsolicited unless he asked for it. And my mom was completely right, because if he doesn't ask for the advice, then, hey, you can't give it to him because he's not going to listen to you anyway. All he's going to do is resent you for offering him something that he didn't want. And you're going to feel like you wasted your time because he didn't listen to you anyway. So it's a waste of time. So any of you ever feel like you need to give unsolicited advice to a person, don't do it. If you absolutely must, you can throw out a little hint that you might have something that can help them. And if they're not receptive to it, back off. Just like I told you, the woman reached out to me in 2009 and said, hey, have you thought about using WordPress for your website? I was open to the suggestion. Had I said to her, yo, fuck off and stop talking to me about my website, she should have moved on. I didn't say that. I said, no, tell me a little bit more. She told me more. I got on web WordPress and the rest became history. So it was a good idea because I was open to the suggestion. But if someone's not open to the suggestion, you got to move on. I'll give you another example. I got a couple of other cousins, different cousins, also male though, who played basketball. They're younger than me. They were probably somewhere in the of course, not the same age. They're not twins, but they're a couple generations, a generation or two each younger than me. And in my days playing ball, I mean, I was pretty well known in my family that I played basketball. Everybody knew I was playing overseas. Everybody knew about the YouTube and all of that stuff. But these two cousins, both of them played college basketball and both of them had aspirations of playing professional basketball. But neither of them ever, ever during the Years that actually, no, one of them did reach out to me one time, but <laughs> another one reached out to me maybe one time. But all of the years that they were playing ball, and many of those years overlapped. When I was still playing, they were playing. Never did I hear from either one of them and say, Dre, can I talk to you about no basketball, about working on my game, about practicing, about developing my skills, about how I can develop better handle? And can you show me a little bit of the workouts that you do or uh, give me some mindset? They never asked me that. Now, many of you, 
who have been in my audience since the basketball days, ask me more questions about working on your game than these people who are in my own family asked me about working on my game. I would have gave it to them for free. Y'all would have charged you, but they, I would have gave it to them for free. Never asked for it. And guess what? I never offered it. You can't give advice to someone who doesn't want it. All right. Maybe they want it, but they don't want it from you. And that's completely okay. You can't take it personal because it ain't about you. It's about them. I only give advice to people who come for it and want to hear it. I offer different forms of advice on this show every single day. But you should notice only people who get to hear this advice, if you want to call this advice, only people who get to hear this advice that I share, those of you who voluntarily tune in and listen to the show. I can't make you listen to this. You don't want to hear what I have to say. You got plenty of other options. So going with a couple other examples here, do not offer advice to family members. I'm using family members as a specific example because your family members will often resent you for offering them advice. And they will usually not heed anything you tell them anyway, because they know you. They probably knew you before you were this quote unquote expert. And it's hard to be a prophet in your own town, as they say. It's hard to be a prophet with people who knew you before you were a prophet. It's much easier to be a prophet with people who only know you as an expert. They only came across you when you were the guy with the suit and the books and the background and the TED Talks. And it's easier for me to be an expert to those of you who only know me from there than people who knew me you know, back in the day. It's just how it is. And the same thing with you and your world and the people who you deal with. When reaching out to people cold, only continue to deal with people who are open to whatever it is that you're offering. All right. So sometimes you reach out to someone cold and they're actually open to it. Not everybody's going to be, but some people will be. I do a good amount of cold approaching in my business. And I've done some episodes where I talked about that. Episode where I talked about the show I reached out to and they said yes. And then they looked at me up on my website and said, oh, this guy gets up early in the morning. And he might make him look like he's better than everybody else. And we don't want him on the show anymore. That was a cold approach. And it worked at first until it didn't work. Right. And you know who the people are who I end up actually having conversations with when I reach out cold to people? Those who are open to my approach. I run advertisements. Sometimes people see my ads and they leave a comment and say, well, fuck you. I'm not getting your book. Fuck your book. All right. And those ain't my customers. <laughs> there are other people who see that those ads and they go and buy every book in the funnel. They got 14 of my books. Every book if you're watching this on video, all these books you can see behind me. They got all of them because I got they got, got them all in one package. I spent $250 in the funnel. All right, coming in for what was proposed as a free book, Discover the Shipping. They spent money on every single thing I had to offer. Some of them are coaching clients of mine to this very day. And they're the people who are open. But I only deal with the people who are open, the people who want what I'm offering. Everybody get my point? And there are many people who I think would be great collaborations with me who don't see things the same way that I see them. I reached out to many people who I said, man, this is perfect. If they just say, yes, this would be amazing. And guess what they said? No. <laughs> they said they're not interested. And you know what I did? Nothing. I moved on to the next person. I found a person who agreed with me and uh, someone who wanted what I was offering. Anyone who does not agree that they need and want what you're offering, even if you think differently, move on. This is discipline. And this is what a professional does. And a person who is in high demand or you want to be in high demand, this is the way you got to think. You do not need anyone to want to deal with you who doesn't want to deal with you. Somebody who doesn't want to be down with what I'm doing. You don't want to deal with work on your game. You're not interested in the things that I'm talking about. You're not open to having a conversation with me. All right. I am never going to force anyone to try to be around me. I'm never going to force anyone to be around me who doesn't want to be around me. All right. You don't want to hear this? Okay, go away. You want to leave? I'll let you go. I will never force anybody to stay around somewhere they don't want to be if it has to do with me. And if you're a high demand individual, this is the mindset you should always have. You will let anybody go so somebody else can come in. If you have never read a book by an author by the name of Iceberg Slim, he was a famous pimp. He was literally a pimp, meaning he would get girls to basically sell their bodies 
and give him the money and he would dish out as much money as they could keep and he would keep the rest of it. That's the definition of what pimping is. I'm not telling you you should be a pimp, but you should read this book. Iceberg Slim wrote a book called Pimp. He wrote several books, but this book, Pimp, he tells the story early in the book where he's driving in his car and he has like three of his hoes with him. And this is what he called them, hoes. And one of the hoes is basically talking, getting angry at Iceberg Slim. The whole game of pimping is about controlling the mind of the woman. And one of these women is getting out of hand and talking crazy to Iceberg Slim in front of the other hoes in the car. Iceberg Slim explains in the narrative of the book that you had to deal with these situations properly because if you let one of the hoes disrespect you in front of the other hoes, then all the hoes are going to start disrespecting you. Before you know it, you're not going to have any hoes because they don't respect you anymore. And Iceberg Slim responded to the hoe who was being getting out of line with him. He said, again, I'm quoting from the book, read the book yourself. He said, bitch, I get happy. I celebrate when a hoe leaves me because she was threatening to leave him and not work for him anymore. He said, bitch, I celebrate when a hoe leaves me. You know why? Because another hoe can take her place. And when he said that, the hoe who was being disrespectful shut the hell up and she fell back in line and he reestablished as the person in charge. The whole point here is, uh, again, not telling you to be a pimp, but if you choose to be, all right, that's the mindset you need to have. You should probably read some Iceberg Slim. He can explain the game better than I can. Have you ever wondered why so many people have big goals and big dreams for themselves and they work hard every single day, yet they never reach their goals? You ever wondered about that? I have. And I found out the reason why this happens is because most people never ask themselves a key third question, which is, who do I need to be while I'm doing what I'm doing so that I can have what I want to have? You see, if you never fix your mindset and the way that you're thinking about a situation and the way you think about yourself and the way you see yourself in the mirror, then it doesn't matter what you do and it doesn't matter what you want. You will never get there because you simply have an inaccurate formula. I wrote the book called The Mirror of Motivation, which addresses this first question. Who do I need to be? And when you answer that question, then when you do what you need to do, it will produce the outcomes that you have in what you want to have. If that sounds like it might be the missing link in your process. And let me let you know. It is the missing link in your process. Go to mirrorofmotivation.com. All you do is cover the shipping and I'm gonna give you a free copy of that book physically mailed to your doorstep. Again, mirrorofmotivation.com. So you can be who you need to be, then do what you need to do, and then you're gonna have what you wanna have in your life. Mirrorofmotivation.com. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, who to help and how to help them effectively. Number three, those who seek out your help. Those who actually want it. See, when a boat capsizes and people are lost at sea, often a maybe you've seen this on TV. Hopefully you didn't experience it in real life. But a rescue helicopter will come to find the people to save them from drowning. And when the rescue workers drop the ladder down into the water to save the drowning people, sometimes there are more people than there is space on the helicopter. Because they put too many people on the helicopter, the helicopter can't fly and it'll sink and everybody dies. So how do the rescue workers decide who to save and who to leave out there in the water to drown to their death? You know, they actually have to ask, answer this question. You know what the answer is? It's a very simple answer. The rescue workers save the people who are swimming towards the ladder. When they drop that ladder down in the water, everybody who's drowning can see the water. They can mean they can see the ladder, right? All right. The only people they save are those who are actually trying to get to the ladder. Those who ain't trying to get to the ladder, they leave them out there and let them die. This is reality. If you want to make your business a whole lot easier, salespeople, client-based business entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, period, client workers, you need to employ the same concept. Save the people who are willing to meet you at least halfway who want what you're offering. 
If they want what you're offering, they will show up to the call. They will come to the meeting. They will answer your emails. They will respond to your texts. They're not responding and they're not responsive to what you're offering. Guess what? They ain't interested. They ain't swimming towards your ladder. Let them drown. Maybe they want to go to somebody else's ladder. Let them go. Again, bitch, when a hoe leaves me, I celebrate because another hoe can take her place. That's the mindset that you need to have. Again, you don't have to call your clients bitches and hoes, <laughs> but <laughs> you get the concept of what I'm saying here, right? All right? In my years in the consulting and coaching space, I talked to hundreds of people. 90% of them, in my estimation, needed my help and could benefit from my help. 90% of people I've talked to. Of that 90%, I would say about 85% of them actually wanted my help. All right, so 90% needed it. 85% of that 90 wanted my help. Of that 85%, I would say less than half of them were willing to swim towards the ladder. That's just how it goes. Less than half of them, even though they needed it and wanted it, they were unwilling to swim towards the ladder. Again, that's why this is a combination lot. People just say filter. It's a filter. There are different levels of filter. Who needs my help? Okay, y'all. Who wants my help? Now it's fewer people. Who is, who's willing to swim towards the ladder? Okay, now it's even fewer people. This is good for me. Why? Because by the time I get through all my filters, I'm only dealing with the ideal people, which is exactly what I want. I had to leave the people who didn't swim towards the ladder. I had to leave them in the ocean to figure it out on their own. Hopefully they made it. Hopefully they can tread water because that's what they want to do. That ain't my business. It is not my business to change another person's mind. You are not in the business of changing minds. Can I say that again? You are not in the business of changing minds. I told you this in episode 1669. Never try to change another person's mind. It's an exercise in futility. Trying to is a waste of energy. Point number four. Today's topic, once again, is who to help and how to do so effectively. So now you got through the first three filters. Here's the fourth filter. Number four, those who will accept your help. Can't help people who will not take the help that you're offering. After all of this, you can still only work with the people who will actually accept what you are offering them and will do what the hell you tell them to do. As simple as that. In the sports world, we call this being coachable. And guess what? I got an episode on that too. You have to be coachable. Key growth principle is being coachable. I told you this in episode number 1241. Episode 1968, I asked you, are you uncoachable? Episode 762, how to be coachable and get maximum value from mentors and coaches. You have to be coachable. Anybody I work with has to be coachable. If you're not coachable and you're not willing to actually implement or at least try and test what I share with you, then you're in the wrong place. My assistant sometimes says to me, well, Dre, look, there are some ideas that I have for things we could do on social media that can maybe get more traction and maybe get more people coming into the world or DMing or engaging and stuff like that. Anything she says, I say, all right, let's just test it out and let's see if it works. And sometimes she has ideas I don't even think are good ideas, but I say, all right, let's tweak that idea a little bit and let's test it out and let's just see how it works. And if it doesn't work, then we both objectively know it doesn't work, but you don't feel like I'm just shutting you down just because I think you have a bad idea. And sometimes she has ideas I think are bad, but let's just let's try it out. Let's see. Maybe it'll work. In the consulting world, again, we call this being coachable. We call it in the sports world the same thing. Who is willing to listen, implement, and willing to stop doing what you tell them to stop doing and willing to follow your lead? They're not willing to do those things. They're the wrong people. Any of you who's in the athletic coaching space, you can't recruit players who you can't coach. Are they going to actually listen to you? Are they going to do what you say? This is the reason why I did an episode some time ago, and I got another episode where I'm going to be talking about this gentleman, Deion Sanders. Episode 2509, there was an episode I did because he had made a comment that the kind of players he was looking to recruit were players from two-parent homes with a father at home. And the thing he was implying 
He didn't say it in so many words. What he was implying was that he was looking for young men who were used to following male leadership. And he didn't want young men who were not used to following male leadership, at least on the offensive side of the ball, because he needed to be able to tell them what to do. If they weren't used to having a man tell them what to do, they would bristle at his coaching. And he didn't want to have to deal with those guys. They would become headaches. That was what he was implying. He didn't say it in so many words, but I laid it out in episode 2509. And it's the same thing for us. When you're in the coaching space, you can only coach people who will be coached. If they won't listen to you, how can you coach them? You'll be surprised to learn that not everyone who says they are on board with you is actually on board. Sometimes you'll find out after they come in that they don't really want to be coached. They say all the right things, but they don't do them. On the TV show, The Prophet with Marcus Lemonis. If you've never seen the show, I'll suggest you watch a few episodes. There are many times where he would take over a failing business. The whole premise of the show was he would go into a business that was failing, basically about to go out of business because they were running out of money and they owed vendors and they owed their staff and they were just in a bad shape. Marcus Amonis would show up, assess what the situation was. He would write a check to the business to cover their debts and expenses so they could pay off all their vendors, pay off all the bills they owed, pay their staff, the back pay that they hadn't paid, and are now the business is back at zero. And in exchange for that check, he would take over the business. He would become the majority, basically, leader who called the shots. He would revamp the business to be more successful. That's the premise of the show. You should watch the show because, again, there's a lot of good entrepreneurial lessons you can learn in it. Whenever Marcus Amonis would write the check to the business owner, the failing business owner, he would say to them, listen, when I give you this check, that means I'm completely in charge and I make all the final calls on everything. Do you understand? And the owner would always say yes. And he would hand them the check and you know, basically get them out of purgatory. And even though they would all say yes. Many times when he started to actually implement his new ideas, they would push back and say, well, I don't want to do that. I don't want to change that. I've been doing it this way. I built this business myself. It's my business. They would, all these things would start to come up. These emotions would start to come up with people as soon as he started to actually make change because they weren't as coachable as they appeared to be at the beginning. And sometimes this happens with your clients. Even though their old way wasn't working, they still don't want to do the new way. And again, don't try to figure this out. It's just human nature. All right. Michael Jackson got a song about it. All right. Don't try to figure it out. Like Michael Jackson said in the song, why? Why? <laughs> it just happens. It's just what it is. Uh, don't try to figure it out. Is the reason why he was there in the first place was to solve their problem and get them out of the old stuff they were doing, but they didn't want to get out of the old stuff. And it's just how it is. Some people just want to be who they are. Don't try to figure it out. Don't try to do a TED talk about it and just let them be and move on to find the people who want to change. As I told you, you're dealing with the two percenters out here. You cannot help these people. Stop trying. All that said, let's recap today's class, which is who to help and how to do so effectively. Remember, this is a four part combination lot. Number one, those who need it, who actually has a problem that you can actually solve and deliver on. Number two, those who want it, who actually wants to solve their problems. Some people have problems that they don't want to solve. Uh, there are people out of shape who don't want to lose weight. There are people who are not making money who don't want to figure out how to make money. There are people with broken processes that don't want to fix those processes. And that ain't your business. Move on to the next person. Number three. Those who seek it out. All right, find the people who are actually swimming towards the ladder. They see the damn ladder. They know that you're there. All right, everyone of you who listens to this show knows that I have work on your game university. I tell you it every single episode. Anybody who ain't swimming towards the ladder, I am not trying to convince you. I'm just letting you know that it's there. And if you don't swim towards the ladder, that ain't my fault. All right, whatever you do out there in the ocean, you do it. That is your business. And number four, those who will accept it. Who will actually take your coaching and listen to you and do what you want them to do when you're trying to help them? Not everybody is willing to listen. That is completely okay. Let them be who they want to be. All that said, folks, text me. So you're in my text community. My number is 305-384-6894. Work on your game, university.com. It's the only place to work with me directly and the only place to be helping me directly. You want to learn how to implement this stuff into your business? Everything you hear me talk about here on this show, go to work on your game, university.com and stop playing around with your life. Work on your game. Dre all day.
while you are here don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions you can share challenges with me you are messaging me directly you can get a direct response from me because i do read and reply to my messages my number again 305-384-6894 one more time 305-384-6894 make sure you text me because you never know when i'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear the one thing you need to do the one insight you need to get that could change your life Make sure you message me 305-384-6894. Are you tired of risking your health with every sip of water that you take? And you are doing that if you're drinking tap water or plastic bottle water. So don't worry about any of that anymore because we got the perfect solution for you. Introducing AquaTrue, the ultimate water filter that guarantees you clean filtered water every single time. Gone are the days of worrying about contaminants in your tap water because AquaTrue has your back. With its advanced filtration technology, it removes 99% of over a thousand contaminants. We're talking lead, mercury, even microplastics. Not only does AquaTrue keep you hydrated, but it also ensures that you stay healthy. Why drink water that could potentially harm your body when you can have peace of mind knowing that every drop you consume is pure and clean? So this fantastic feature that AquaTrue has is its sleek and compact design. Unlike those bulky and unattractive water filters, AquaTrue fits perfectly in any kitchen, saving you precious countertop space. So who says staying healthy can't be stylish? But hold on, let's address one more thing if we had to dig deep. Some users have noted that AquaTrue requires periodic filter replacements, but honestly, is that really a big deal when you consider the multitude of benefits it provides? I don't think so. So why wait? Take control of your water quality today and experience the wonders of AquaTrue. Not only will you be sipping on refreshing and clean water, but you'll also be safeguarding your health and the health of your family with every glorious gulp. Don't miss out on this life-changing opportunity. Order your AquaTrue now at workwhenyourgame.com slash AT for AquaTrue. Workwhenyourgame.com slash AT and drink confidently. AquaTrue cannot prevent you from becoming the superhero you've always dreamed of being, but it can keep your water superhero level clean. Again, that's workwhenyourgame.com slash AT. Do you know what the number one key is for you to advance and get to a higher level from where you are right now? It is not for you to work harder, wake up earlier, or go to sleep later. No, it is for you to get the right insight. In other words, to ask yourself the right questions. These questions are usually questions that you don't have the answer to, but dealing with those questions opens the door for you getting to that next level that you want to reach. How do you get help with this? By getting coaching, by getting around other people who can see things that you don't see, who have perceptions and insights that you don't have. This is why coaching is as valuable as it is. And this is why higher level performers always invest in coaching. The best way you can do that from here is to go to work on your game university.com. That is the only place I offer coaching, the only place I work with anyone directly. If you just go to work on your game university.com, you can see all your options for getting involved with us and engaging and having someone coaching you so that you can take yourself to that next level again through insight, not just through effort. Again, it's work on your game university.com.